you're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome back, guys. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. Fantastic <laughs> tired. tired? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I ask uh, I ask the audience that too. Is anybody who made it to the conference not tired right now? <laughs> oh my God, that was uh, man. They they fill you up with information all day long, and then they send you out to party at night, and uh, uh, and then you got a flight back home. You know, I don't know how you how you're not tired right now. And speaking of which, so welcome back, welcome to our post float conference episode where we're really excited to, to share all of our experiences and <laughs> i think we're gonna we're gonna run through the the float conference over a few episodes here and mm-hmm. if it's not clear if it wasn't made clear already we're pretty wiped out man it's uh it's an exhausting experience and probably the best best way possible to be this exhausted uh but um yeah welcome back i want to want to share some of the the ups uh, the positive things and our experiences and and some of the more, um, I don't know if you want to call them controversial or negative things, any any critiques we might have through the conference, and just go over that some of that stuff. And over the next, uh, the following few weeks, when we start wrapping our brains around this uh, uh, magnanimous event that just occurred, we will then uh, get back to you <laughs> and go through the actual um, <laughs> speakers and all that stuff. But, uh, whew, uh, Lance, do you have what was what was the most special? moment for you this this conference well for me this conference it it is by far the people like by far seeing all these people from all over the world meeting in one place for the exact same thing so i spent a lot of my time at the conference um chatting with people like i may i may have missed more speakers than i i really liked Mm but i i um this may be an unconventional view, but I believe that some of those those talks I can catch on YouTube in uh, a few months. But right. the conversation that happens in between these all these wonderful flow people, you can't get that on YouTube. You can't have those conversations. You can't have those hugs. So, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time chatting. It's it was great. I loved it. So that's awesome. Uh, Amy, yeah. how about you? Well, you know, I missed last year's conference. I wasn't able to attend. Mm-hmm. So it was very good to get caught up and also really fantastic to see how the industry grew all this ha- it's like you turn you turn around and all of a sudden your kid grows up it, <laughs> it kind of felt that way you're all so grown up uh, but it, it was really it was really fun uh, like Lance I spent a lot of time talking to people and that was really my goal I didn't have any big massive uh, goal other than to just come and listen to people's um, dreams and listen to people's struggles and to impart some encouragement that was given to me. I was give, I've been given so much love and so much encouragement in this industry. And for me, this was just a year to, to be present and try to give some mm-hmm. of that love back. And it was really a beautiful, beautiful time. Awesome. That's so cool. I complete, completely agree with you guys. <laughs> I, I guess that's maybe that just is kind of by default the most special part of the flow conference and yeah again the speakers are awesome but i I, lance i'm in the same boat as you i I was late to uh speeches and i i think i might have missed one or two 
because I was caught in the hallways talking with people that I was so mm-hmm. excited to talk with, you know. Um, and I think you you start getting to know more and more people in the industry. I mean, even if you don't know them personally, you know of them. And so mm-hmm. when you see them in the hallways and they're not talking to anybody, it's like, hey, 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 uh, can I bend your ear for a second or just thank you for what you do or your time or what have you? Uh or, or what you've done for the industry, even if, if it was back in the 80s, you know, it's um, so special to to see these people and to be able to share a few words with them is, is so cool. Um, I, I think, t- tell me what you guys think, if, if this is true. This was the most community feeling conference I've ever been to. Uh, I felt more support. Oh, okay. Okay. I felt more support from everybody than ever before, but the biggest thing I personally noticed, and and again, tell me, I, I don't have to be right on this, but uh, in years past, people would you'd say, hey, oh, I, ju- I just opened up, or you know, I'm six months old, I'm a year old, or whatever it is, and it's like, oh, how you doing? And they're like, oh, great, it's going great, you know, we're we're awesome, and it was just very uh, felt like everybody was doing awesome, and you know, maybe if you spoke with them for ten or fifteen minutes, maybe. After the conference, when people are drinking, then maybe a little bit more comes out about a little bit more of the struggles, the late nights, or you know, not as pe- many people in their tanks as they want to have, and, and that sort of thing. Um, this year, I felt like it was, oh, we're doing real good, and immediately would step into, th- these are our challenges. These are the things that we're trying to work on, which would just go into, step into awesome conversations of, you know, sometimes it's just about... Um, people unloading a little bit and just getting a chance to have some catharsis and sharing. And other times it was like, now we're brainstorming, we're going over ideas. And, um, but either way, I felt like people were just a little bit more honest to where they were at with their businesses, which is so good because we're all just small businesses trying to figure out this, how to do this thing, you know, of running a successful float center. Did you guys experience that or notice a difference this year with that? I absolutely did. Um, you know, I think even for myself, there's a lot of shame with what we perceive as failure. Uh, but yeah. this year there was a little bit, and I don't know if it was because we are, because it, it did feel more supportive this year. And it's funny. I didn't think about that until you made that comment. Um, there was something about it where uh, when I would approach someone that I didn't know in the past, I was always done with trepidation. I am shy by nature. But this year, um, people were people were extremely open. There's a lot more smiles. Um, and people were willing to, to open up a little bit more. Uh, I didn't have to say much um, for the conversation to turn to. These are the struggles or these are my fears. You know, I'm really afraid to, um, to move forward. There's a lot of risk involved. I'm not sure what to do. Um, yeah, I agree. I think we're becoming uh, a little bit more authentic mm. perhaps um mm-hmm. uh, we're we're opening up we're we're growing and we're not afraid to to share and and be vulnerable yeah <clears throat> i noticed somewhat of the same thing especially say thursday or friday when i started chatting to people it was you know you'd ask them how they are and it'd be oh it's good it's good but then you'd quickly like you'd see that reaction of, of they were tense and <laughs> i felt like the first couple of days i had to break some ice and be like yeah well for us it's been a bit slower this oh, summer we've had this nice. issues and then it's like oh okay <laughs> thank you yeah we're not the only ones and you know it's uh <laughs> so it was it was good to to see everyone to hear their struggles and hear their successes and hear hear what they're doing differently than 
than all the other people I've talked to to overcome those those hard times. But um, I I got an idea of something we can do. I think um, there's a lot of people that just may just be tuning into the podcast. Um, really, there's a lot of people that I've spread out to this this conference and let them know let them know that we have a podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it might be good to sort of reintroduce ourselves. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but there's a lot of people who who have never heard of the podcast until they seen those pins or they saw right. us speak or mm-hmm. or any of that. But uh, well, maybe that's also yeah. a good time to warn people that uh, in, the, in every other episode we have a lot more structure to our shows. This one is a little bit more of a Joe Rogan-y. We're all just just kind of rehashing yeah. the weekend here and and uh, our experiences. So yeah, yeah, I just know that there is a they they have a different format in uh, all our other episodes and our future mm-hmm. episodes here, but. Uh, uh, I am Dylan Calm. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra Calm, who is now six and a half. I, she tells me seven months pregnant, but I don't know. Science is out on that one. And uh, yeah, again, we own the float shop in, in Portland, Oregon. And uh, it was awesome to see all you guys. I want to I talk about that a little bit more later. I won't get into that. But uh, and uh, Amy, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Amy Grimes. I am the owner of Float Nashville, along with my dear friend, Mark, and thrilled to be here, along with you <laughs> and our Canadian friend, Lance. Take it away. Yes, I am Lance, and I am the Canadian friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, and I run a float center called the Float Shack, and I'm also um, part of the Canadian Float Collective, which nice. we can also get into that later. But yeah. um, And we are the Art of Floating Podcast. This happened <laughs> about almost, I'd say about 10 months ago, and we have 43 episodes now. I think this one will be number 43, but yeah, something yeah, like that. Great to meet all the the new faces and the new people that'll be turning tuning into the the show. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. Yeah, this is. I mean, our motto is this is where float centers thrive, and that's the idea. Is that uh, every week we get together, we talk about our ups and our downs of the week, crazy things that come out, pipes bursting, and um, customer interactions, everything in between, construction, uh, construction, all all the good stuff that is just so um, at least feels to us very unique to the float industry. And, and also other things that are, that are more common to just small business in general. But um, we share those things, and then we either have a guest on the show, we talk about a main topic, and um, sometimes we're sharing information on that topic, or sometimes we're debating uh, different points of view on that. But either way, um, what we, I mean, from the, ver- from the very beginning, even when this was a blog, before it was a podcast, the idea was to get your brain working. It was not to say, uh, this is the expert uh, information here, and because they're as advanced as the float industry is at this point, it's still the wild west. There's, uh, there's still so much learning going on and it's all still moving forward. So this is us at the Vanguard, uh, or at least what we consider to be the Vanguard at the edge of information and, and trying to share that. But really what we want you to do is take this information and take it further and brainstorm. And, and we only, well, I want to help people, uh, save them from the mistakes we made and, and make the learning curve shorter. The other thing I want to do is turn brains on so that they're um, giving back into the community and making that, um, you know, they're learning, they're doing their research and making everything faster and better for all the float centers out there as well. So that, that's kind of, that's been the goal from the beginning and uh, it seems to continue to be as it's, as it's um, evolved into uh, the podcast format here. 
So uh, just so you know, uh, we love uh, people subscribing to the show so that every time a new episode comes out, uh, it just pops up right into your feed. Uh, we're definitely on iPhone, and we found out this weekend that Android uh, has their own deal now for, for podcasts. We're going to get on there pretty soon. But Stitcher and all that other stuff, we're on there. So check it out. Uh, we're out of the float on you know whatever podcast device you use. We're on Twitter, Instagram, on Art of the Float, at Art of the Float, uh, Facebook, Art of the Float, and something. And, and, you know, Lance, maybe you'll talk more about this later in the show. At, at least uh, I think there'll be a nice bridge for it because I heard you talking about it this weekend. But uh, we want to hear from you guys. We have a speak pipe option, and uh, what, what the speak pipe is is you click a button, you can leave a voicemail. Uh, it's supposed to work for, for uh, your Android and, and iPhone devices, but I heard a couple times this weekend that it, that's not working for people, so I'm going to look into that. But you definitely, you certainly can do it from your laptop. If, if you have a microphone, it's going to work from your, your PC or laptop. So we want to hear from you guys, whether it's questions, opinions on something we've said, or just sharing your stories. That's something we really want is just uh, sharing what you're going through right now. And again, that catharsis we're talking about, you, you can um, not just be hearing us every week, but, but sharing your part and hearing other people throughout the community is, is something that we want. But again, I, I think we'll probably end up talking about that more later in the show. Was that a good intro, Lance? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> no, that, that, that's perfect. I uh, think that, that gets done what we need done. So Cool. Well, as long as we're going back to something near a format, let me also give a shout out to Float Away. We are a sponsored show, and uh, Float Away has been our sponsor since episode one or something like that. Since, since our, They're our first sponsor. Uh, we got to very see beginning. since the very beginning. Colin's been our uh, – excuse me. Colin gave a presentation this weekend, which was – Awesome. I think we'll cover that either a little bit on today's show or on another episode, but I think it was a really valuable um, presentation, which is always really nice when um, there are sponsored speakers, and sometimes it's more plugging what they've got going on, and other times it's more spreading information, and this definitely felt like one where people walked out with more information, which is really, really cool. I love Colin. I spent the day with him today, him and his wife, Jenny, who, who both run Float Away. And, uh, well, gosh, I, I guess maybe now's a good time to talk about that as it's part of the ad or it could be part of the ad, which is that, uh, I've said many times on this show that they just go out of their way to be helpful to Sandra and I, when we had not spent a dime on anything they owned. And eventually we would buy a couple replacement parts or what have you for our tranquility float tank. And they would send it to us at cost or near cost. You know, it was, um, kind of remarkable. They'd spend a an immense amount of time on the phone and email, you know, if we ever needed to troubleshoot something and you know, they're on a, in another time zone, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that because they're, they were there for us. And, um, so we're really excited to be per replacing our float away tranquility float tank with another float away tranquility float tank, because we, we know that they, they make a quality product. So we're really excited to, um, well, a actually send some money their way. feels good, <laughs> but, but, um, just continue our relationship with them is really cool. So Colin was in uh, the float shop today and, and Ginny, and they were just troubleshooting a few things with our motherboard and just making sure that everything's in the float tank is going to be up to, up to snuff uh, when we sell it, because that, that's what we'll be doing. So I guess maybe there's a plug for me too. If, if you're interested in buying a float away tranquility float tank uh, used, 
at, at used pricing, email me Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at floatshop.com, F-L-O-A-T-S-H-O-P-P-E, um, and we'll get back to you. If you're listening to this episode a year after it aired, go ahead and assume that it's been sold. But if you're listening to this within the few weeks that we release these episodes, uh, that's that's what we're looking at. So um, thanks, Colin and Jenny, so much for everything you've done for us, for the industry as well. And um, yeah, www.floataway.com to check out what they're doing, which includes you know the, the tranquility tank that we own, but also the float pools, float cabins, uh, bigger things, the tanks that they're using at Liber. And um, boy, howdy, they, they make some good product. <sighs> yes, float conference, my goodness. Let, okay, while I'm on a roll here, I'm just going to share just a little bit here, which is my weekend. Um, first of all, I want to say I always am completely exhausted and drained after the float conference to the degree of like kind of crashing. This is the first time that I've ever felt just good throughout the entire weekend. I, I never felt like I needed to go sit by myself and just kind of recharge a little bit. I feel like, again, kind of like what we talked about before, where everybody were just a little bit more earnest with uh, how their float centers were doing and everything. The love was just all over the place. It felt so good. I never felt drained. And I felt so taken care of by everybody at the float conference. Um, and, you know, Friday we hosted a roundtable. We also gave a, a speech, which I thought was a lot of fun. And I think we did a good job on. And uh, all the way through the weekend, through Monday, um, I, I thought the float conference was over. But it's like, no, 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 of course. There, there's still people floating at the float shop who are here from the conference. And uh, we, we grabbed some breakfast, lunch, lupper, something like that. And, um you know, debated a few more things from, from the float conference, different ideas and topics. And it was a lot of fun. And, and then today woke up again and went straight into the shop and worked with Colin and Jenny. So it's, it's been a really long weekend. My brain is tired. It's very hard to hold a thought in my head, but I felt so supported and energized the entire time. And again, I never felt like that, uh, that reclusive introvert part of me that, that needs time to recharge. And I, Again, there's just a really cool energy at, at this year's show, uh, float conference. I agree with you, Dylan. <clears throat> I really do. I need to take a couple breaks, unlike you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of love, a lot more love than I ever expected, and um, yeah, it's it's um, it was a lot for me to take. That it's sort of a spectrum thing for me because I got in this industry to help people, and that's what I've done through my center, but through this podcast, I'm helping people help people and mm -hmm. having people express that to me in such an emotional, deep level. I had people tearing up, telling me that I, I helped them so much or I gave them the motivation they needed, or I got them to the next point, much like other podcast hosts have done for me. Mm -hmm. And that kept pushing buttons with me. And then <laughs> once that started, somebody else would come up and, you know, give me a hug and say, thank you for everything you've done. And that button would be pushed again. And I think Sunday night, I was almost a waterfall for about four hours. I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't contain my, it wasn't sadness. It was just like, it was pure, it was happiness. It was like, okay, yeah, there's a reason why we talk behind this mic every week yeah. when I have, you know, a life of struggles mm -hmm. beside me that I'm, I'm putting on hold just so I can you know, express my problems most of the time <laughs> through this podcast. And yeah. I'm also amazed at how many people, you know, they listen to me say how busy I am, how I have no free time, <laughs> how broke I am. And they're like, oh, you're so motivating. Thank you. 
Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Ah, uh, so good. I love it. Oh my god, that's great. I thought somebody blew dust in your eyes, but you're saying you're having emotions. Is that what I was? I was like pouring out tears. Yeah, like I could not comprehend it. And this happened for hours. I left. I like. I think I left that bar at like three on Sunday night. Or Sunday yeah. Night, yeah. And just a lot of people really appreciate what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, this still is a time in the industry where there is information out there, but there's not the information that's like if you're going to start a pool, you know, it's out there, but it's not all out there. And we, I think we've really helped deliver the the small connecting puzzle pieces, the hardest to find puzzle pieces. I think we've sort of dropped them in place for a lot of people and and i think that goes further than i've ever thought at least but yeah there's a lot of love this weekend (laughs) more love than i expected i just came back from a music festival two weeks where there's nothing about love and (laughs) this was just a continuation of it (laughs) i was uh i was over the moon thank you all thank you Uh, i'm gonna reach out to most of you i interacted with personally i'm yeah i'm gonna reach out to you personally because really means a lot so thank you guys <laughs> amy did you did you receive some podcast love this weekend <laughs> i did it was so it was so much fun i got to experience the uh the whole conference at a very different in a very different way this year uh yeah, and huh. people got really personal with me really quickly hmm. and i yeah i i like lance i had oh. i had some moments little those um what are they? Little ninjas cutting up onions somewhere happen here every now and then. Um, which, you know, was, yeah, it was a theme this week. And man, there were some uh, seriously good talks that also, I mean, brought tears to my eyes. There's oh. some really beautiful things that happened this weekend. Yeah. But the really cool thing, we're saying all this, we're experiencing so much love. And yet this was the biggest conference ever. It's right? Just, right. Not only is it the most love, the most, there was a lot of happiness. There was a lot of positivity, but it was the biggest ever. You know, you're always afraid that as we grow, that that's going to be diluted. And this year, there was yes. a lot of different opinions. There was a lot of different people there, and that didn't change a thing. In fact, it just seemed to multiply and expand. How freaking cool is that? That's yeah, amazing. I, that normally doesn't happen, y'all. And I, I think we have to give a shout out to Graham and Ashcon for. And yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake Marty, for creating a float conference centered around that. They really seem to have a focus on that. They have this holistic community attitude. Their presentations are based on it. They're not taking time to promote their latest product. They come out there and they talk about community. Like that, that takes some brass buttons. And thank, thank God for it. Thank God that we get to be in this community and and be part of this. I, I also honestly got a lot of compliments from that the podcast is doing that. And it, you know me, it's hard for me to take credit for anything or that, that kind of thing. But, but it's, uh, I think we are making a difference. It's really cool. I mean, when person after person comes up to you, thanking for it and is really genuine about it, they're being so sincere. I mean, I I don't know about you guys and you're probably not like me in this case, but I immediately have some self-talk that says something like, Oh, they've probably listened to an episode or two, or you know, they're they're aware of it, that kind of thing. But throughout the weekend, it just they just kept jackhammering and jackhammering and breaking me down. And uh, 
like I, I don't know how to take compliments very well. I, I just don't know how to do it. And uh, you like can just Matthew. start crying like me. Crying is a good default. Well, Lance, it was good. It was your business partner who it was actually Sunday night, so the whole weekend. And you know, I'm thanking people and everything, and I'm, I'm loving talking with everybody. We're communicating. We're going over the ups and downs of business, and or how our podcast is part of their lives. And, I, and by all means, I'm loving it. But Matthew really uh, epitomized it by saying like. I'm like, oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you. And like, you know, it's kind of hard to take your compliments or something like that. And Matthew's like, oh, yeah, you're actually like this. And he just starts jumping up and down. He's like, hee, and i was like yeah "Yeah, actually that's exactly how i feel i just don't know how to express that i don't know how to show that uh but yes that is genuinely how i feel every single time i absolutely love it i love um that we set out with this goal and we actually seem to be hitting the mark that we we wanted to do damn Mm. it now i'm getting a little dusty over here but uh it, it was actually the drive on Monday in to the float shop after the float conference that, uh, I, uh, that, that's where I had some alone time. Sandra slept till one in the afternoon on Monday. Actually, she was in bed till one in the afternoon. I think she was sleeping the whole time. She was resting up. I went in and that's, that's where I had my waterworks and just like everything really hit me of what this float conference was and, and what we're doing, uh, as a, as a giant community it was it's pretty beautiful, man. Oh, and I should say, oh, actually, first of all, a lot of people don't know what Lance looks like, so there's a lot of shock at what Lance looks like. Yes, he is a 50-year-old lumberjack. He always is wearing flannel and wears giant boots. Yes, it's exactly what you imagine. <laughs> that, yeah. it was really that came up sweater. Without the sweater, no one recognized you. Oh, yeah. Why weren't you wearing sweaters? Just because it was 100 degrees? What's up with that? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't sweater temperature. Let's just let's say that the Canadian weather. in me was telling me that um, no, this you, you will not survive if you wear a sweater. So I I choose survival over you know looking good. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right, you would have looked uh, good, Lance. One of the really cool things for me is I got to meet two amazing people that I have never met in person before. Um, Thursday, last Thursday, I was able to meet Amy for the first time and give her a real big hug. I was also able to meet another gentleman that works with us pretty much every episode, and he was a lot taller than expected. But (laughs) uh, Brian, uh, he's been behind the scenes since negative, longer than me, actually. Like, with your blog, he's he's a main, I think, part of the foundation of your blog. but. Yeah, he, uh, I think, I think he he can share a few things about his his time at the conference as well. If yeah, it was good to with see us here. Brian was at the at the conference quite a bit this year, which he's not always able to make it for the for the whole conference. And this year he was for a lot of it. So Brian, what, first of all, welcome to the show, Brian. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for those kind words, Lance. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it it truly means a lot, Brian. Meeting you and everything you do, I. Uh, you know, sometimes when people play the behind-scenes roles, they don't get the the credit they deserve, That's and I true. always want to make sure we try and fulfill that fulfill that for you. But you know, other people that help us out, like Emily, doing all those show notes. Emily, yeah. you're probably going to listen to this, so thank you <laughs> it, from the bottom of my heart. I said the conference, but continue, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I think this was probably my fourth float conference, probably yeah. fourth or fifth float conference that I've been to, <clears throat> and. Um, yeah, just from an outsider's perspective, it was really amazing to see 
how both the conference and the industry has grown. Mm. And the conference every year is always a reflection of how much the industry has grown. Mm -hmm. But I think um, this year what really struck me was how the industry has matured. Um, Particularly, Mm. you guys were speaking about like the love and openness that everyone had at the conference. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that speaks to the maturity of the community and the maturity of the industry. when you have more love and openness rather than, oh, you're asking me a question about my float set, I'm not going to tell you because it's my secret. Right, right. Right. <clears throat> so having just experienced that openness, and, and I definitely felt that as well. And also looking at um, a lot of a lot of companies, float tank manufacturers were represented there. Mm-hmm. And boy, the float tanks have, have reached a whole new level <laughs> entirely. Um, yeah. You've got computer automated you can load up all your chemicals and salts and stuff and it'll auto reload it depending on the water sensors and uh so i think even as the industry is maturing we're seeing the float tanks mature in in relation to that to to meet Mm -hmm. the growth um so yeah i think i think we're in a spot and just because we're mature doesn't mean we're plateauing by any means i think we're just now really hitting critical mass is still a few years ahead of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, is as the behind the scenes guy, it was so great to see people excited about the podcast. It was really, really <laughs> stoked to see people wearing those art of the float buttons, the chuck wagon buttons, especially were, <laughs> were pretty I don't, hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so Let's forget, let's forget those at the conference. Okay. But yeah, I think, I think it was a great conference and the industry itself has a very, very bright future ahead of it. Brian brings up a really good point, which is that the the technology was quite advanced this year. Like uh, a little more of that techno babble stuff, like just auto reads of pH or you know uh, hydrometers, just everything electronic. Like what? Seriously, this is it. This is built into my float tank now. And that was an exciting thing for me is seeing the companies that are stepping up, even the companies outside of the float industry who are now starting to take notice of our industry and create things specifically for us to make our lives easier and to make them better. This is the first year I really saw a lot of that. That's exciting. And that's an indication of, of where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely saw. um, So not only innovations in like the sensors, dosing and the filtration systems, which are just becoming monsters. um, But we're also seeing people outside companies coming in who, I mean, bottom line is they want a piece of the pie. They've been either an existing industry already or new technologies technologies are being innovated because of the industry. That means that people see potential in what we're doing and or that there's already revenue to be had from our industry, which that's a good sign, right? That's a good sign for the health of the industry on, on the whole. And I'm not saying... We all need to be here for the money. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there does need to be money here for people to be creating technologies for us and to be bettering the float experience and all that, to be willing to put in the energy to create the products for that. So, yeah, that that's very cool. Yeah. <clears throat> when I was looking for a float tank, I could get like an Oasis, a Samadhi. There's some floataways out there, an isopod. And yeah, there's the odd random ones. But now I couldn't imagine having to shop for a float tank. Like, right? that's. Oh my God, that's like, yeah, that's it's a impossible. lot of work. There's a lot of variables, a yeah. lot of a lot of stuff to think of. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sort of happy it was so simple when I did when we were shopping. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh shoot, I'm gonna bring up something that uh, 
I don't know if I'm ready to, it's not an announcement or not, but uh, something I, I've been, that's been really percolating for me. And well, actually, I'll, I'll back it up even further. Sorry. <sighs> the brain so fried. Uh, the, the idea is um, initially was similar to like a Yelp, but for float tanks. And basically, as I started going down this rabbit hole, I realized uh, there wasn't, it was going to be an incredibly thankless job. There wasn't going to be a lot of, uh, it wasn't going to be fun, you know what I mean, to, to main that, maintain that kind of a, a site. But what I want to do this year, uh, maybe maybe uh, early 2017, is start an annual uh, float tank review survey. And what this would mean is we figure out what are the defining characteristics of float tanks that people judge them by and start rating them uh, completely unbiasedly as, you know, as much as we can. So it's not the manufacturers aren't rating themselves. It's just people who who own float centers and uh, reviewing them. And it it might matter how, you know, you'd, you'd tell how long you've owned the float tank for and customer service would be part of it. All, all those different things, customer reviews, all those things. Uh what do you guys think? Is that something our industry? I, I think needs? that's a. I think that's a great idea because, you know, a lot of these are beautiful and shiny and clean because they're in the showroom floor, and um, some of them are even prototypes that were there this year. Actually, a few of right. them were prototypes. Yeah. Um, yep. But what's it like after you have a two thousand bather load and your pump's been running for four hundred hours and your <laughs> auto dose have cranked out you know sixty liters of peroxide and <laughs> what are all these things like for? Long, longevity and um, for getting repaired after. If you need parts, are they prototype parts? Are you going to be waiting a year for a part and your tank's down? So I think that that is something that the industry has probably needed for a year or two now. But um, that should that should again. Those are those small puzzle pieces that we're able to you know drop in the puzzle and really help people you know see the whole picture. That's a good idea. Thanks, Dylan. Amy, what do you think? Well, don't thank me yet. It's not. It doesn't exist yet, Lance. Sorry, Amy. Well, no. If you didn't do it, someone else is going to do it now. Yeah, so thank true. you for giving someone else the idea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amy, what do you think? No, I, I heard that over and over again this year. There's a lot of overwhelm as far as these tanks mm. go. They don't know what to do, and even the choice. You know, do I choose a cabin? Do I choose a pod? Do I choose an open tank? There was a lot of there's a lot of overwhelm this year, uh, and like we've said multiple times on this show, it's not just about um, purchasing a tank. It's about purchasing or becoming part of a relationship. And these, we have to rely on the manufacturers oftentimes, especially in times of need and times of trauma uh, to our tanks in times of panic uh, to get parts out to us on time to keep our, our tanks going um, and get them up and running as fast as we can because every moment that tank is down, it's money uh, out the door that supports our, our employees and points, uh, supports our mission. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's super, super needed. There was so much discussion about that this week um, with individuals throughout the conference. That reminds me of, you know, you're talking about prototypes being out on the floor. By all means, I, I'm scared that what I'm about to say is something like we shouldn't be having innovation or new products out there. And that's not what I'm saying at all. But while I was working with Colin today, we were talking about this battery pack that when the power goes out, if, if the power goes out in your center, it automatically opens the door. It has enough juice to open the door so that the person isn't, doesn't need to lift it up manually. And he, uh, mine had stopped working. And so we started looking at it. He's like, oh, yeah, this was uh, like in the, you know, what... <laughs> 
what was it? it must have been like the sixth year of operation or something like that we implemented this and as it turns out that that didn't work as well so we ended up going to this model uh, but you know initially we had uh, something that required five ohms or hertz and three ohms on this direction and he started talking way over my head i had no idea what he was talking about but you know i was nodding my head rigorously as if i understood what he was talking about but the overall picture that i got was just that he because this particular float tank has been around for so long there was generation one generation two generation three and it keeps going through all these iterations to the point where it's a super refined product and uh there's there's something to that right like something else somebody at the float conference uh was was talking to me about was when he was researching purchasing his float tanks um there was a company saying you know this part is really good because it's sourced from here this part is really good it's sourced from here this part is custom made and and there are all these different parts and he was going well if something happens to my float tank or to my filtration system these aren't industry parts. This isn't like standard pool spa equipment. It's going to be very difficult and potentially expensive to repair this thing. So that was a strike against that company for, for that. So like, um, you know, going go, refinement, refinement, refinement for what the customer and, and client, you know, the, the client's client's experience is going to be like is so important. That just something that was going through my head at a pretty decent amount um, at the float conference, looking at all, all the float tanks. And then I think really struck home while while Colin was walking me through the battery backup for the emergency door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good times, right? I thought it was really cool how they actually um, dude, someone walked out of that float conference with a new float room. Like, can Crazy. you believe that? That is Crazy. like could be um, I've heard they are two extremely hardworking people who've really, you know, put over a year of energy and investing into this industry, trying to make it, trying to get the loans, trying to do all that. And they're sort of having a struggling time, but they got a float tank. They could have got Whoa. the break. They could have got what they needed to, to <laughs> get their doors open and get that money, that money generating. And, you know, I'm going to say, if this is a, this is year one that they hand out a float room. Oh wow! I'm sure next year there may be a couple other manufacturers that want to step up on that pedestal too. And, Damn. you know, Maybe you don't need to do shopping. You just need to put in the raffle and, you know, you, <laughs> the universe will deliver the float tank you need. You know, I didn't know anything about them. That, that's cool to hear a little bit of their history. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It went to the right people. Yeah, that's what I heard is um, I heard that, you know, somebody said it's it's good to see somebody that, that's worked so hard and experienced so much struggle get that float tank versus, you know, someone who already has six or seven tanks. Right. And that's, you know, oh, I'll move. Yeah. Oh, we put so in we, our car. Don't don't you get me wrong. We were eager to get that free flow take. But yeah, I'm I didn't even know that existed. I didn't know. <laughs> it all comes back. I, it all comes back to the to once again to the people. Um, it was good to you know after being away for so long. Um, there was you know it, it gets lonely out there. Uh, I, there's not a whole lot of float centers in the southeast where I'm located. I'm so sorry about my voice. I'm hearing it crack like crazy. Um, there's a lot of yelling. Not yelling at people this weekend, but um, <laughs> so much talking above yeah, yeah. lots of people. So I don't have much voice left. Um, but uh, <laughs> being there and being able, able to connect with people, I can go home. I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling very renewed and ready to go back home. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling <laughs> pumped up. I am ready to go back and kind of hit the hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. I had planned after the float conference to go away uh, for a few weeks. 
uh, it'll be a working vacation. But um, I plan to take several of those days just to kind of sit back, relax, get some sleep. Uh, I started making a list this morning of, of changes I was going to make of some marketing. We had a great marketing um, presentation. So I'm getting ready to do some marketing changes. And I'm going, you know, maybe I'll push that vacation back a little bit. Maybe it won't take as many days. I'm kind of ready to go back and oh, wow. and implement some stuff. Nice. Is there anything that y'all took away that you're going to go home and do immediately? Well, Lance, you're already home. I'm still in Portland. But um, yeah. anything y'all plan to do immediately that you learned this weekend or um, that you want to go ahead and implement? I'll, I'll tell you on a certain project. <clears throat> I've got more work done on the plane ride home than I have in the last six months. So if that's a, I sort of looked yeah. into my phone and then I heard the seatbelt sign come up and we're landing. I'm like, wow, oh, that was wow. great. But I'm very motivated. There's been more than a fire lit underneath me. That's for sure. And um, yeah. I should say, you know, for anybody who knows who listens to the show, we all know that Lance isn't a very hard worker. So six months of work in, in a flight isn't that difficult, though. So no, Lance is the hardest worker we know. So that's awesome, Lance. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, th- you know, that's the takeaway from the flow conference, too, right? Just that fire that you feel for the rest of the year. I, I mean, it, you know, it starts to dim and everything. There are ebbs and flows to it. But I think it lights up everybody, <laughs> sets you on fire and then puts you back in your hometown to get back to it. You know, something for me is this is my fourth year at the conference and I still see giant gaps in the industry. Like after all these times, there are these giant gaps just sitting there. It's like you're walking up the stairs and there's a whole empty floor with nothing. And then you go up to the next stairs and there's a whole, you know, a whole row of float tanks and suppliers and everything. And and people need to start spotting out these gaps and like Mm -hmm. going in there with a spear and taking them because... You know, it's they're going to be consumed it's, up it's, quite quickly. It, it is going to get consumed up, and people are people are more and more stepping up to it and and starting to fill those gaps. But it is amazing year after year. It's like, but but I got to say, Lance, it's mostly people in the float industry running their own float centers. So it's like yeah, putting yeah. it a hundred thousand percent, which of course is not possible, into your float center, and and then it's like, yeah, there's this gap, but do I have the energy for that? I got the idea, but can I implement it and work yeah, out the organization just, and everything? That's the beast to me. That that's you gotta, yeah. Slay, you know? <laughs> I, I know, I'm familiar with that beast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. That is the truth. Um, you know, so as far as like inspirations from the float yeah. conference, one of them for me was. Uh, one that actually came up in the roundtable discussion that we hosted, which uh, had to do with marketing. Um, I do want to give a little bit of a nod or a shout out to Float House. Uh, Mike Zaremba talked a lot in the roundtable. Um, there was a lot of interest in marketing. And I took a lot away from a lot of people sharing, including Mike, on how, how they're approaching it and how they're approaching it in a... I, seems like a holistic way it doesn't seem like a putting your dollar first but you do have to as lance puts it you got to have the hustle you know you got to be working and it can be totally true to your spirit but implementing things that you're willing to do from point a to point z and not stumble throughout that have an implementation plan that's something that sandra and i do uh yet we struggle with and I feel like I got a stronger takeaway on how to do that and um, A, like what the, what the plan would be and B, how to implement that plan, like how to, how to set it up for the team to keep rolling it out. So I, I dug that quite a bit. 
Um, speak, should we talk about the round conference? <laughs> round yeah, table we certainly can. I, I want to stick on the float house thing for a second because they are Please. truly, and thank you, Mike. And thank you. I believe Nathan was there. Nathan, um, their marketing manager sharing, you know, some of the hey. things they're doing, but float on, they've, I mean, not float on. <laughs> Dang so many floats, uh, float house. <laughs> um, they've been yeah. in the industry for a few years now. They are one of the sort of pioneers in the West coast in Canada, and they're working with a strong team and they have a huge mm-hmm. population surrounding them. So, you know, some of the things they do, um, will certainly work for you, but you may not get the, you know, get the impact they do when you're working with a, in a giant metropolitan, um, like, like Vancouver versus, you know, somewhere maybe in the South, that's not as, not as forward thinking and not as, you know, moving for tomorrow, those things might not work as well, but, um, sure. shout outs to float outs those guys rock. They're role models for me. That's for sure sort of nice. fanboy and I get hung out with Nathan, but yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's great. And, and I, not, not to just keep dumping on float house here, but how cool that's a, that's a franchise. That's somebody who yeah. they're, I mean, you, to a certain degree, your aim has to be taking care of your people and your, your business, but to come in and just start spreading. Yeah. Really just, uh, ooh, wow. I'll try to watch my language. Just really cutting loose and sharing, sharing information that I felt was really valuable it was very honorable. I really, really uh, dug that. And I got to say, uh, that includes everybody in the roundtable discussion with sharing marketing information, their plans, thoughts, feelings on you know, morality as far as marketing goes and marketing strategies. Everybody was sharing, and that was it was very valuable. So thanks to everybody who did speak. And for those of uh, you who didn't speak but were just there to uh, uh, receive information as well, that was awesome. We hopefully will get to... Uh, the audio that we recorded there, possibly have some video. I think we might have had some video issues, but we might have a uh, put put that up as a podcast episode uh, in the next uh, coming weeks here if we can edit that together. If it's good source audio, uh, Amy <laughs> Amy's business mm-hmm. partner Lance was break dancing in the middle of the floor, uh, sh- shooting the uh, microphone at everybody. <laughs> yeah, Mark was having um, way so- too much fun. Yeah, right. That was hilarious. It was distracting. But mm. uh, thanks, Mark, for, for doing that. And Amy, what what were you ta- your takeaways from the, the roundtable discussion? Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of great information. I surely hope that we can share that as a podcast in the coming week because there was some sharp, um, some sharp observations and some good stuff uh, given. Uh, I'm going to go back to Float House, number one, um, <laughs> because the reason, well, they gave some super valuable information. This is the reason I, I really hope that our audio was on point because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think as small business owners, it's, we have a tendency or it's very difficult for us to think about marketing long-term and to think about the layers of marketing where we put together a, um, a, a plan, a marketing plan. We forget about the layers. We forget about the intricacies of it because we're so overwhelmed. You know, I know we're all, wor- we're all working crazy hours. I know we are. We're all tired. We're all doing a lot. We're all juggling a whole lot. Um, but they gave some great pointers, and um, by talking about how they layered it and and how they filled all the gaps as to who it was out there to reach, how they got it to the to the right people, how they tied it in with their other services, it was really quite brilliant. The other thing we talked about quite a bit that I think was super valuable is the information given on reaching out to the medical community. Um, sometimes they can be a little intimidating to reach out to, but we even had a nurse in our audience 
Um, and there was some super great information. For example, you know, we sometimes it is difficult to get a hold of doctors themselves, but we had some uh, some nurses who gave great advice. You reach out to the nurses, um, talk to the local hospitals, find those organizations that are there to support the nursing community. Um, not only can Flinning be a great tool for them, but they really are the people who have a little bit more time with the patients and can spread that information. So uh, we had started a a marketing plan to reach out to nurses, but man, I actually today Lance was saying he got busy on the plane. I spent most of my day shooting out some emails, trying to set up some meetings before we get back. I am ready to go and reach out to do a lot more in-depth education to our medical community there in Nashville. Super, I think, untapped uh, market mm-hmm. nice. that we haven't spent as enough time with. Y'all do anything with your? Local uh, hospitals or community um, medical centers? Uh, we have a, a nurse discount at the float shop, and we do have a hospital nearby. And I feel like we have a good number of nurses coming in, but we don't have an official outreach going on. But but it is it is absolutely the right audience to be hitting. A, because they need it, because they're overworked, understaffed, and lifting things overweight, etc. But they're also talking to people who, who could really use the float, too. Uh, <clears throat> another thing that was really refreshing this, this year was, um, you know, you're saying that the nursing and the, the, the healthcare side of things could really use it. Um, also there's quite a bit touched on the veteran side of, mm-hmm. um, floating and veterans. And I think both the, the talks we got were inspiring and sort of heart melting at the same time. Yes. A lot of tears shed in those, yeah. in those segments and yeah, there's yeah. some, people who need us out there there was a gentleman and i actually don't remember his name i I remember his wife's name or maybe it's girlfriend but i believe it is wife uh beck i believe is her name uh who was his rock during all of that and his support during his uh coming back from wartime and and suffering horribly horribly suffering and what's uh was what I really liked that part of what they shared is her suffering during that time too, in her commitment to him also found herself suffering. This is also, uh, they're in the float tank cure. Uh, if anybody wants to read that book, I also recommend, um, keeping that in your, your, uh, float centers. Also, oh. we have an episode with Shane Stott on, uh, on the podcast here, but, uh, and, and they had actually never met Shane and, and this couple, but, uh, they got to meet at this float conference, but, uh, that was an incredibly inspiring Tear, tear jerking uh, speech of how floating along with other modalities really helped um, this sufferer of PTSD, which saved their family. And then we had, oh boy, what's his name from um, Pathways for Veterans? Whew, boy, we had a gentleman, a veteran come up and he, uh, he destroyed it, man. He gave a great passionate speech and, uh, really really connected with their audience and i think uh really he really believes in the power of floating and uh those suffering from ptsd so that was that was some good Mm -hmm. stuff yeah oof very emotional times this weekend (laughs) very emotional (laughs) it was uh you know on a, a bit of a lighter note uh i was uh it was funny to me 
at uh, this was mostly like the bar scene afterwards of talking with people of these grand ideas people have or setting up franchises for the float industry and all this stuff for people who haven't started their first float center yet. <laughs> it just takes me back to when before we had started our float center, all the plans I had in my mind and all the all the assumptions I had made and uh, and it just uh, it just kind of cracked me up the the naivete before you start breaking ground. And with that being said, while I may not have been able to bench uh, the weight of, of some of these grandiose ideas, other people will be able to. And so mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you will not be able to accomplish your dreams of those things. Uh, but uh, there is a certain power to not knowing how much work is going to go into something. And this actually caught, came up a few times at the float conference with, with certain people is that naivete actually gives you power to accomplish your goals. <laughs> Cause some people would be too scared to, to do it. If they knew all the suffering and all the, the heartache that goes into this, uh, they, they might choose not to start at all. So well, what gets you through? I've seen people there for their third year that are still in, you know, I'm still thinking about starting a center and you're like, wow, like this is your third conference and you're still thinking about it. What's been holding you back? Why haven't you done it? How many centers have opened up around you since you had the idea of wanting to do it? And um, yeah, that, that was quite mind boggling actually is how many people, um, which is good. No, it's good. You're doing your research, but I'm sort of sad that there's still so many setbacks that prevents you oh, from, from getting yeah. out there. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I wish, uh, I wish we could set some, uh, I wish we could shed some light back on that topic because a lot of people are having, you know, the financial issue. It's just the initial trying to get, trying to get the money to start the center. And especially like we said, these tanks are getting fancier. They're, they're getting bigger. They're getting more sure. technological. Um, those increases for starting a center are, you know, are rising as well. Uh, we we've said on the show that you know it's it's hard to turn a profit with two tanks. It's hard to turn a, pr- a good profit with three tanks. You know, is it four tanks that's at five tanks? So you know, where there yeah. was a lot of people starting with two or three tank centers, it's now five, six, some people eight. Like it's there's going to be a lot of huge things happening, and and that that financing it's it's still tricky to get. Whether it's through the bank or saving it up or using like crowdfunding campaigns it's people are still having issues yeah i think that's something just as the podcast we can we can help with as well amy what were you gonna say as i say yeah yeah things are changing you know in the beginning we could bootstrap uh Mm -hmm. well mark and i as much as we could you know with the regulations we didn't quite know what we were doing we bootstrapped the best we could but as we go into a second location everything's changing things are more expensive especially if you want to do it correctly and we've learned the hard way. We've, we've, you know, done the crazy stuff and put in the wrong floors and changed the floors, you know, three times. Um, just saying, but we're good now. Uh, so it's a lot more expensive to do it. And this is a problem that every business really has had. But in the float take industry, it is getting, I think, I feel, um, for a lot of us, as regulations are, are um, happening, um, and it is getting a little bit harder. It's getting more expensive to do. We can't, I don't think there's as many bootstrappers as there once was. Yeah. Everybody this year was talking financing. I didn't hear anybody say, yeah, we're just going to, you know, throw together what we got and, you know, put a few credit cards out there and hope for the best. Yeah. Did y'all, were y'all hearing any, nope. any bootstrapping at all? No. Nope. Uh, Everybody's needing something. 
No. But yeah, I, I can't source any of that. It's it's a different it's a different game at this point. That's the truth. Yeah. But but there are so many avenues for businesses to get money, uh, get loans as well, mm-hmm. and get breaks from the government as well. So, but I, I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> if somebody may not have the perfect past, but they have the perfect idea, the perfect drive, the motivation, the business plan, they have everything else. That past may be preventing them from moving forward. Sure. And like we say, there's tons of avenues. But you know, if you don't have a good record with the bank, or you've had some issues elsewhere, like. It's tough, but it, it it could be sad because these are the people with the motivation, the people with the drive, and you know, someone with the money may be someone with the money and not the motivation of the drive. But I don't know. I'm going all over the place now. Yeah, that that was a little, <laughs> a little, a little random there. And I think, but I mean, yeah, that's another nature of the beast. I right? just, like I, I guess, seeing... I just, I guess, I just heard some people really let some struggles on me go and it's like okay yeah that makes sense like i'm sorry you're going through that for x amount of time trying to do that so i just i really got the feels for that situation and you know (laughs) i'm curious if this happens in a lot of industries where like so we're we're just starting to grow up money it's starting to be recognized that you can make money from these things and um that that means wealthier people or corporations are willing to start dipping their toes into this and it it doesn't take any anywhere near the same fraction of resources for them to get into this whereas a lot of us a few business partners or individuals trying to do this on their own it's a completely different game at this yeah. point and that's uh, can be really difficult but again, I think we have a possibility, we have an opportunity to uh, share more on the podcast about how we fundraise and how it, um, others can can fundraise themselves. Whether, I, Well, I think they're just, a, I won't get into it, but a slew of, of opportunities for people to fundraise where you don't have to have a dime and it's still possible to start a float center. It's, it's absolutely possible. So uh, I, yeah. I think as, as the resource we can be, that's sh- that should be one of the things we focus on. Um, I don't know if this is a perfect segue, but Lance, I, I kind of want to take have you take this one away, which is there was something I heard you saying a lot this weekend, which, by the way, mm-hmm. we didn't see a whole lot of each other this weekend. It's crazy how yeah. throughout the whole float conference it was like, oh, hey, Lance, come here, like heart hug, Amy, hey, yes, hug, and then <laughs> gone again, off to talk to 50 other people, just like, yeah. what? Um, but but after the conference, we did get a, a a few times to see each other, which was, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sorry, I totally digress there. What I meant to get at was um, I saw you saying something over and over again about the podcast yeah. and what it stands yeah. for. And if, I, you know, you talk I to a certain number of people, I've, tell everybody. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever even, you know, said that to you guys, but it's just something no. I've, I've always felt I and I uh, hope it doesn't step on anyone's toes here. But, um, you know, I'm, I, I keep talking to all these people and, and I'm starting to, let me back this up a bit. There's been a few nights where, you know, you could dump your heart, you can dump hours of, of everything into this microphone. And sometimes you're like, is it on? Is this thing on? There's, there's not necessarily the engagement that you're in spec expecting. And, uh, I would get talking to these people and I'd find out more and more people are listening and they're not just like you said, not listening to one or two episodes. They know the story. They know the story of each and all of us. And, 
And we're, we're just the voice of this podcast. We're the people that get behind the mic. We're the people that have certain experiences that we found ourselves to all be able to connect and work together as this, this trio. Um, but we also approach things differently. We have different tactics. We have different visions on things. And as you're listening out here, I want you to know that this is your podcast. This is the industry's podcast. This is not us. This is not us three. We're just that voice. And the more you can share with us and the more you can get involved with us is the more we can truly bring you the content and the material and the information that you want. Like, like I just said, there's, there's people having financial struggles here, all sorts of financial struggles when opening their center, but we haven't touched financials, how to raise money to open a center on this podcast, because that that's in the past for us. You know, we got past some of those hurdles and, you know, it's not fresh in our mind, but going to this conference, I'm like, dang, I remember that struggle. I remember what that's <laughs> like. And I really want to talk about that and share my struggle and how I overcame that. You know, Amy's been up and down. Dylan's been up and down with it. We've all, we've all been through it, but we haven't shared with you, but I just want to say I want you guys to reach out to us, whether it's a Facebook message, Instagram message, but most, most, the best part is the speak pipe. That's an awesome tool where that puts this microphone that I'm talking to in your hand and you can voice whatever you want. Uh, you may not share the whole thing or sections, but we, we'll try our best to get that on the air and we're here for you. And that's like... You know, I view this podcast like that, but I also view that the CFC for that. We're just a body of people that that's there for you. That's why we're called the collective, not an association. Well, that's 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 why we chose not to be called an association. We wanted to be here for everyone. And the power is really when we come together and express that in one way. And this podcast is a great medium for for all of that. So thank you, guys. You know, so. <laughs> Something else that you I, I heard you saying while while saying similar words was that uh, other you know you'll listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, but how often do you send an email off to the Joe Rogan yeah. podcast, or how often yeah. do you call into the show, or whatever? Mm. You know, like like because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That yeah. feeling of like, is this thing on? <laughs> Are we talking <laughs> to anybody out there? Um, is it is it really just the three of us getting together once a week and? Which I love, by the way. It's yeah. still incredibly <laughs> valuable, <laughs> right? But um, you know, wanting that higher purpose of serving the community and wanting community interaction, mm-hmm. and then and something I heard you say is like just how often you interact with other podcasts that you're listening to, or, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, wait a minute, it makes sense that that we don't have <laughs> ten in our inbox every morning or every week yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. of course that makes sense, but. With that being said, I wanna I do want to put it out to our audience, who a lot of them had said, you know, I wanted to leave a speak pipe. One of them is um, because the you know their cell phones aren't working to, for the speak pipe, so like you know they listen on the drive in, so they have to make a note to themselves to be able to get to the computer to to leave a, a speak pipe. And I, I totally get that. But the other yeah. part is a lot of them were like, I, I really I meant to or I want to or I'm afraid to, I'm nervous or I don't know what to say. Um, you know, I'm not an expert. I heard several times, like I'm not the expert, and that's not what we're looking for. We're no. looking for. The, yeah, I see Amy shaking I'm no her head. Expert, no expert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Well, to a degree. On the flip side of that is, we're all experts to some degree as well. Like the a. First of all, a lot of you have great experience. We are, I am not the oldest float center out there. There are float centers that have been open for 20 years that I'd love to learn from. 
And so I want to hear from people who have awesome marketing tips, soundproofing tips, whatever it is. Like, let's raise the collective awareness of the float industry. Everybody calling in and leaving their their tips and advice. But the other part is for those people who say that they aren't experts, uh, sharing your insights. Uh, we just talked about marketing. Well, what's one little thing you haven't heard on the show that you want to share that worked for you? And no, it's not going to work for 99% or you know, a, a certain percentage of, the, of our listenership, but it might reach a few people that that resonates with or works for them in their situation. I want to hear about that. And the other thing that I really want to hear about, I, I said this to a few people at the Flow Conference is, Call me when you're struggling. Leave a voicemail when you're down, when you're mid-construction. And yeah, you've heard a thousand times from us that your construction is going to last longer than it was supposed to. But now you're in the middle of it. You thought it wasn't going to happen to you anyway, and you're feeling down. (laughs) We don't need to have an answer for you, or sorry, we don't have an answer for you, but share it with the next person who's going to be going through that. And that that's I, I kind of feel like that's what we do every week is we put ourselves out there a little bit and um, sometimes we have to convince each other before the show yeah we're going to cover that topic we're going to share that vulnerability or that stupid ass mistake that we made uh, for our business because it serves this community and raises our our game and so please um, and your wins by the way too not just the negatives but the good times too we we want to hear those and um, that catharsis that catharsis that we collectively the three of us feel and i think a lot of our listenership feels as well uh, by listening you can really engage with and give back to the community in that respect of of whatever um whatever whether it's expertise or a feeling an emotion a moment in time in in you um building your center creating it or running it uh i would love to hear from you guys throughout the rest of 2016 Mm -hmm. and 2017 (laughs) Is that about what you say to people? What you were saying to people? Is that, is yeah, that that's right? that's pretty much the exact thing. I've I've listened to numerous podcast hosts. And I listen to every single podcast they have. <laughs> I've maybe bought a shirt from them, or like that's right, it. Right. I've never like you know it's hard to get those <laughs> likes in if it's not on Facebook, let alone uh, every you know leave a speak. I've never done that. Right. And and I think some of it comes from the fact that we don't feel like we're the Joe Rogan or the, I don't know, whatever podcast you're listening yeah. to. There's a certain celebrity that comes to it. And there was some like, oh, here comes the celebrity to me, which is really weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I don't feel like any three of us feel like we're anything, you know, I, I, of course, everybody individually is special, but I don't feel like we're special in that sense you know we are just other float people running float centers sharing our experiences and yeah you know we we try to do research and we try to reach out there with uh experts out there and and learn to enhance our game as well as everybody else's but the bottom line is every single float center out there is simply out there running a float center like that, that's the bottom line mm-hmm. so um yeah yeah uh, let's see here. What else? Any other takeaways from the conference? Any other feels? Yeah, I got something that was sort of, <clears throat> I didn't, well, I'll just say this. It was sort of controversial. I seen it come up in, in float facilitators after, but I believe it was Jim Hefner sort of opened the conference, um, mm-hmm. saying that we need to drop John Lilly from, from this industry. You know, they may not be in those exact words. It may not be it his exact intentions to say that he was sort of, you know, not off the top was his speech. And, uh, it, I think it just stirred up a lot of people and, you know, did bring a lot of 
good conversation, which I think needs to be had because this is this is fifty years later, you know, sixty years later. Yeah, we're getting. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what what an interesting year because we have him saying, "Drop Rick." Uh, uh, wow, wow, I'm sorry. Uh, Dublin, Dublin. Um, and then we have uh, Liber coming out with research information, which is, you know, a pure experience without psychedelics. Uh, we have him saying, yeah, drop Lily. Uh, we have Rick Doblin coming out on stage talking about psychedelics and floating and how they could be helpful for people. I mean, what a really mixed year mm-hmm. of ideas. And yeah, if you want to talk about controversy or people kind of raising up their shoulders next to their ears. Um, yeah, this, this conference did that for me. Uh, I don't know about you guys and where you stand on this, but you know, um, our, our friend Dan, who's very frequently on uh, float facilitators and he's been a guest on the show. He, he was very happy with Rick being on there and how much support he got there and saw a lot of future of floating and, and psychedelics or um, maybe MDMA uh, through Rick Doblin. I personally feel like the more this, the more steps we take in this direction, the potential more harm we can have for the industry when we're trying to say there is we're, we're trying to promote the research portion because when there is uh, when we're talking about the government, when we're talking about people giving grants for research, when they start seeing things like psychedelics involved, uh, they turn away. That's that's taboo. And maybe 20, 50 years from now, that's going to change. But the reality right now, and the things that we need to do for our industry to grow, in my opinion, uh, from my point of view, is we need to separate those things right now so that we can get floating to a point where it's not a question of the float tank and if you Google floating, psychedelics come up, but it is its own thing. And I think you could maybe make the argument <clears throat> there are other modalities that you throw psychedelics in, like, well, you're on a bed and you're taking psychedelics. Yeah, but beds have been around for a minute. If you Google a bed, psychedelics don't come right up. Uh, I know that's a completely random, crappy uh, analogy here, but but uh, floating doesn't have its own base yet. It's not its own thing. You know what I mean? So I know I just alienated a lot of people by, by saying things like that. So what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, do you want to go, Amy? No. Um, well, I just want to say, like, <clears throat> there was many, many years where psychedelics were very, very, very frowned on. And at that time, uh, I believe floating was, you know, still coming to be. And there is a lot of a lot of association with psychedelics and floating. And, you know, John Lilly sort of taking it over the edge his last years in life. And um, that sort of put in a bad a bad rep on, on, you know, the flotation industry, but what rich, what Rick Doblin is bringing up, Rick Doblin. I'm sorry. I think I got that wrong. Thanks. No, I was originally talking about Jim, Jim Hefner of just float, how he spoke. Yeah, I know and I took so, that. And then, yeah, you, you threw Rick in there. So it just got me thinking through both of them, but, sure. um, what he is doing is, is pure magic for, you know, these, these chemicals, which have been deemed psychedelics or deemed, um, bad, but that's what they are. Is they are just chemicals, and he is wanting to spread research and use this, use these as a therapeutic tool to do exactly what we're doing in this industry. So, 
with PTSD, with, with helping people with anxiety and stuff like that, they're, they're using their tool to accomplish that. And we're using our float tank as a tool to accomplish that. And like you said, it's very mixed having these, this controversial topic come up. And then at the end of the day, it ends with the complete opposite where, you know, (laughs) Rick Doblin is saying he sees therapeutic retreats where you can go to talk to a therapist you can use a float tank you can do mdma you can sit in a spa and get a massage and it's everything you've ever wanted in one location and um the day opened with um sort of jim hefter saying that john Lilly is no good for the industry no more leave him in the past so it is very interesting to have those two spectrums i sort of believe that you know john Lilly did take it too far no one wants to uh to take it to that extent, but he was sort of, sort of a he he paved the the foundation for this industry, and he shouldn't be forgotten. But his association isn't always positive. He wasn't yeah. the scientist that everyone goes, "Oh yeah, John Lilly." He's like, "Oh, that's the dude talking <laughs> aliens and like hanging out with dolphins." Yeah, that guy's crazy. And yeah. oh, float tanks. But whenever the subject comes up, I, I do think about how Freud. People don't bring up, oh, he was a cokehead. As soon as you talk about Freudian psychology, people don't go, oh, yeah, the guy was really into coke. He had a total crazy addiction to cocaine. Um, so he, he totally suffered from drug abuse, it totally took over his life, but it doesn't have the same association that Lily does when Lily invented the float tank and was a, well, I want to, I mean, obviously was doing research, but there are no published papers on floating by John Lilly. He, he did a lot of writing about it, but there's there's absolutely no research on it. So, you know, that's certainly a place where Freud um, is, is different than Lily in this sense. Uh, so I think that's worth considering. Emmy, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm a big fan of understanding the legacy of the float tank. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be some people who feel a lot more passionate about John Lilly. You know, we talked a lot when, when, when we had our conversation, we had our a talk on Friday about being true to yourself, being an authentic business. There are going to be some people who that's a very important part of their center. For me, I, I think it is important to understand the legacy. I want to know where the float tank came from. I want to understand the history. Number one, we learn a lot from history. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that um, he is a part of my everyday vernacular. It's not something that we put on our website. We just don't feel the need to. It's not part of who we are. Um, it wouldn't be authentic for us to go and have a whole page or something devoted to John Lilly. Um, but it certainly is good right. to know our legacy um, for, mm-hmm. for what that's worth. But uh, I'm not sure, uh, not sure, at least in my world, that that's really a big issue. I see a lot of talk about it at the conference, but in day to day, when I'm going through social media, other float centers, social media, I'm not seeing a really strong influence of lily very good Um, point amy yeah that's really interesting mm -hmm. like at the bottom line is we're all running a commercial center and when you look through facebook or instagram or whatever you you're not seeing a lot of lot of lily talk that just that just doesn't happen and And even not a whole lot of psychedelics i mean yeah no matter where you stand it's not like there's people on facebook float centers i should say specifically on facebook where every day they're they're out there talking about mm-hmm. psychedelics and and their experience and how it works in the tank. Um, I don't yeah. don't see a whole lot of it, so I'm not sure how much it's really 
affecting our community, at least when it comes mm-hmm. to us with our public. Internally, it may be different. Mm-hmm. The conference, mm-hmm. it may be different. Mm-hmm. But that's it feels a little true. different out there uh, in with our community. I think that's that's very well said. That like we can all have these these beliefs uh, and feelings or this undercurrent, this swell under underneath. But as businesses, as we're interacting with our clients and our customers, we are handling it differently. Yeah. Yeah, and he was sort of like the <clears throat> the Christopher Columbus of the float tank, where he had this tool. No one knew what it did. You know what? <laughs> no one knew anything about it, and he sort of just dove in and set sails. And he didn't know where he was going. He was really, you know, on a conscious scale. He was he was going a lot of places where people still haven't gone today. Um, you know, spending hours and hours and days in that float tank. So that should not be forgotten. You know, and we have, you know, we have grown a lot since then. Most of the people at this conference agreed they call it flotation therapy now, not, you know, isolation chambers. <laughs> like it's, we've came a long ways. So, yeah. And that's something else that he said was removing words like sensory deprivation tank. And that, that's really interesting because, like, when it comes to search engine optimization, something that you want is uh, if somebody searches, a, a top keyword, it's going to show up on your website. And sensory deprivation is, is one of those that's up there that people are still using. But I think what he was getting at was as we're breaking into the mainstream, what what verbiage are we going to use? How are we going to convince soccer moms to get yeah. in here? How are we going to convince the mainstream to be, yeah. want to step into one of these sensory and deprivation yeah, chambers? It's sort of like a snowball effect because – I know the reason why I use sensory deprivation in a lot of things is for that exact SEO or searchability reason. I'm not using it because I enjoy it, but the more we feed that, the the more it's going to be used. You need to stop using that. And then as we stop putting that word out there, our client base or you know anyone out there talking about it is going to start using more words like flotation therapy, more 2016 verbiage for this industry. Well, even the word therapy is interesting. Sorry to, I mean, I, I just, just want to drop that real quick. Agree. Agree. But, you know, uh, like Lance says, it's interesting when we look at the people who are searching and, and find our website, they are using the word sensory deprivation tank. So it's, it's kind of like in the massage world in the state of Tennessee. Uh, we are licensed massage therapists. Some mm-hmm. people still use um, uh, masseur. Uh, <laughs> and... And in our state, that has a totally different connotation, totally different meaning. So it's going to take some time to educate, and that's all right. I'm not offended when people use it. Just usually when they'll say, oh, do you do sensory deprivation tanks? I'll be like, yeah, we do flotation therapy here. What can I do for you? You know, you just kind of come back with the word that you prefer, and it's just going to take a while. Yeah. Just the way it is. It takes time. The way the world. Well, what do you mean it takes time? Are you saying, like, it's going to take time to step away from it? Like, that's the goal? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I, I, I think I would agree with Amy there too. Yeah, like, you know, when the people come in and to my float center and they come in and they go, "Is this sensory deprivation?" It's sort of like this ew look on their face, <laughs> and that's not everyone. You know, you get the people in there sure. like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I want sensory deprivation, but some people, it's it's really like, uh. I heard about that back then and and we're like, well, no, we call it flotation therapy and you know, we don't call it just flotation because I don't feel like that's describing enough 
um, therapy. I was really against it for, I'd say, a year and a half when we first got doing our research and opened my center because I didn't want that clinical feel. But I think I've expressed my center enough where there's no clinical feel through my center. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, I really tried to get flotation therapy out there and, and stop people from using sensory deprivation tanks, sensory deprivation chamber isolation chain like all those words they're not inviting they're not going to go home and tell their you know 56 year old grandmother with you know spinal curvature and fibromyalgia (laughs) yeah to come in this sensory deprivation chamber no they're like you know i've tried this thing you know flotation therapy oh it it sounds welcoming it sounds inviting it sounds like i'm going here to better myself or i'm going here to get something out of this i'm not just going there for a novel experience that's where i think the therapy starts to to set set the 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 tone for what's going on because people are coming to us and they are leaving uh, with an upgrade, <laughs> it's a personal. You know, you're healing yourself. You're you're working through your mind. It's a software update two point six one. You know, that's <laughs> that's what I believe. Or hardware depends <laughs> what you're go, go, going getting there for. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think we just worked out a new marketing plan here. That's, I like that. That's awesome. And this this may go back to hearing about uh, somebody's conversation on psychedelics in the float tank where they did get a hardware and software oh, upgrade. That's awesome. <laughs> Funny. Funny. I mean, I mean. <laughs> um, uh, so I do want to say I want to get uh, Dan Larson on the show again to talk about. Uh, he's very passionate about floating and psychedelics. And uh, I don't think I'm overstepping my bounds by saying that. And I want to get him on the show to talk about that in particular because that was a big hubbub about the conference. I won't um, say and, no. And it, <laughs> it, it might not be. Um, well, I also want to get Brad. He and Brad um, hosted the uh, Soul of the Industry roundtable, and I think a lot of good stuff came from that. So I'd like to hear more about that. And maybe on that episode is when we can touch on this as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll get them on within the next we, – we got a lot to cover here over the next few weeks. But, yeah, there, uh, I think the, there are a few artists that I would like to see on from this conference. Um, Rich Martin, I'd like to see him on here. Jason McDonald, um, I spoke to him about that already. And I believe I Rick – I believe Rick Doblin would be um, interested to be on this show as well. But there we go. Yeah, no, he is very passionate about, you know, the float tanks like you've, anyone that was at the conference may have heard. And um, I feel like he could shed some light on some things and, you know, spread that information in uh, a different way than you can on stage. So awesome speaker. Um, Mm -hmm. Very inspiring, by the way. Uh, You know, running a commercial center point of view aside, really wonderful. And the grounds that he's covered over the years is really amazing. Really bright uh, person as well. I I really enjoyed his presentation. Um, Before we continue, I want to give another shout out to another sponsor, the Float Conference. Have we talked about them yet? Gosh, can we make this can we fill the, the time of this ad? I don't know, but uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> but set your calendar for next year's float conference. Um, um, get the early bird special. Do we know oh, what that is? I don't think it's been announced yet. All right, because I was trying to do that planning, and I haven't seen that. I thought you knew something <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. No, mark your calendars <laughs> to keep your eyes open. No, there's nothing to, to prep for other than be sure to buy the early bird tickets. Um, I think that's just yes. the best thing I could say. And uh, there, I don't know if I want to say this. 
I, I am personally concerned that they may have limited capacity next year. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think anybody's, you know, said whether it is or, or not. But uh, um, this this conference is getting big. So um, get, get the early bird, which doesn't mean just pricing anymore. I think it could potentially mean getting into the conference period. So um, with with that being said, we will do our best to bring the float conference to you through the podcast. And obviously the videos are going to be going up. We recorded our roundtable discussion. But beyond that, over the next few episodes here, we're going to break things down and uh, go over the notes that we took for each speaker. We'll, we'll group it together. You know, some some like there's a lot there were a lot of LIBOR speakers. We'll probably have a, a LIBOR episode on just uh, all those speeches, what we got out of them. Um, Justin will be on in the next few months here. I'm sure we'll, we'll get him on and hopefully a few other, the, the library researchers as well. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun to see Colleen Wolrab up there, uh, who was on the show, uh, oh, gosh, must've been nine months ago now, eight months ago. So that was, that was really exciting to see meet meet her in person and, uh, um, see her on stage. That was fun. And, uh, and also I should say it was awesome to see Will again too. That, that was cool from, from Liber. Uh, who who didn't speak but but was at the float conference? Actually, you saw him on on the big screen because he's their male model. <laughs> he's the guy in the float tank. Um, so I do want to just take a moment outside of the podcast for a minute, if I may, just because I do get this mouthpiece uh, to speak for Sandra and I in the float shop. Uh, which uh, I, I just want to thank everybody who came into the the float shop and checked out our place this year. We. Um, our staff loved you guys. They absolutely loved having you. Um, I was getting incredibly positive reception about our staff as well. So thank you, everybody who who visited, checked us out, and I appreciate your positive feedback and critiques as well. I got some good critiques on um, just just little things about the float shop, and I, I truly sincerely appreciate that. Sandra, so Sandra and I so much appreciate. Um, you, you spending your time with us. And there are some people who it was their first float. It happens at the float shop uh, around the float conference time. And other people come back to the shop because it's like it's a full circle to come back and float at, at our center. Or they get inspired. Uh, um, Mar- uh, Amy's uh, business partner, Mark, was inspired about open float tanks because of, of what we did. And we, we've been we've inspired. Man, <laughs> that's so cool. That's that's um, not an opportunity every float center gets to be where the float conference takes place, and so uh, we um, we honor that, and we really appreciate uh, your your time with us. Also, I'm so sorry the foot bath was down. Oh my god! For people who were returning, I got ripped on a lot for that one. <laughs> they were looking forward to soaking their feet. They show up early because they they know it's such a good thing. And man, we have a leak that hasn't gotten fixed. It was supposed to get fixed before the conference, and it was down. So I apologize for that. Ah. Um, but uh, again, if actually if anybody uh, floated with us and I didn't get a chance to speak with you, I'd love an email, Dylan at floatshop.com, just to hear. Uh, of course, the good things, but also I would love to hear any critiques you have about our center because it truly is our goal to have a perfect float center, which I know isn't a reality for any float center, but that's the aim that we we go for. So I want to hear hear the uh, the things we could improve, or even if you don't think we can improve it, I want to I want to know about it. So thanks everybody, and thank you guys, my co-host, for letting me take that moment there. <laughs> you know, I just want to also take a moment and say thank you to all of the people that I spoke to this weekend. Uh, I got 
most of y'all's contact information. I hope to follow up and just say hello and check in to see how you're doing. Uh, but one thing I did say to each and every one, as you get your float centers up and running, please send me pictures. And I'm not just saying that to be nice. I'm really sincere. Um, I really do want to hear how you're doing. It is important to me and it's encouraging to me. Plus, you know, you might have a great idea that I can also um, use. Uh, but... <laughs> But I do want to thank you. That was an amazing opportunity for me and your kindness and your enthusiasm and your passion for the industry was um, was was a big boost um, yeah. after not being there for two years. Y'all just <laughs> make y'all are going to make things happen. And I'm so excited yeah. for you. And I'm so excited to see how we all grow together. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I want to say the same thing. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to... Graham and Ashcon and Jake, yeah. yeah, you guys did a good job. Um, and thank you to Craig from the Energy is Love podcast who let oh, us yeah. be on his show, you know, and we're going to be coming out uh, probably the same time as Rick Doblin on his show. So that's pretty cool. It's going to get, uh, <laughs> he's going to have a ton of views with that or nice. downloads. But um, thank you, everyone. That was... You're truly what makes this industry what it is, is all of you and, and Amy and Dylan and, and, me because i'm part of you too all of us yeah. all of us all of us yeah. all of us thank you yeah the, um i think i've said this before is i there have been times in my career where i thought i just i liked business i liked running a business and i've realized that's not true i love being in this business in particular and it has to do with the community that we all have here and that we are all centralized in this this heart center and um yeah, like you mentioned earlier, it's getting bigger and bigger, but the heart only seems to be getting bigger and bigger. There's only more and more love going on between all of us. I don't know if that happens. In fact, I was just talking to our the owner of our yoga studio, and she's like, man, I wish yoga was like that. And I was like, yoga's not like that? What? And uh, no, it most industries aren't. And obviously, I've talked about my brother opening a dispensary. It's nothing like that at all. So we, we are in something special here, and... Thank you, Ashcon. Thank you, Graham, for continuing to help foster that attitude throughout the float industry. And thanks to everyone who's fostering that um, attitude throughout the industry who are reaching out to your competition, who are grabbing beers, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about that more in another episode, your opportunities of doing that. But uh, what, a, what a special time and, and place to be in. And for whatever reason you ended up here, I think everybody recognizes that this is an incredible thing. So... Um, let's take care of it, right? <laughs> it's it's uh, it's also delicate, so let's take care of it. <sighs> let's see here. Uh, a few few random things. Um, float facilitators. If if uh, anybody's found the show and doesn't know about float facilitators, it's a great Facebook group to join. This there's a twenty four seven roll of questions and comments and discussions going on on this uh, group. So if you're not on Facebook, get on Facebook. If only to join this group. Uh, it's, it's incredibly valuable, a lot of information there, and it's also searchable. Uh, so if you use a search field on a keyword, uh, it's a place where you can uh, find a lot of information. The other thing is I want to see your pictures from the float conference. And um, I, something I realized is if you put it in the float facilitators group, it's not public to just anybody. So uh, you know maybe don't post it in there, but hashtag float con or hashtag 
uh, FloatCon2016 or hashtag FloatConference. And that way, when I do my search and make sure that your album is set to public, so that when I do my search on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, I get to see all of your faces and all the crazy antics that were going on, going on at the conference. Because uh, that that's one of the things I do a couple times a year, long after the Float Conference ends. I go back in and I start looking at those things and kind of kind of feel the heart opening up again as, as uh, all the people I shared hugs with and all. It reminds me of the communications and the conversations we had. So please, uh, please do that uh, for, for me and for the rest of the community. Is there anything else you guys want to share, add? I, I got so much more to share, but I feel like I haven't stopped since I've like st- stepped yes. foot on the plane <laughs> to go to the conference. I got in so late last night and I worked, you know, at 8 a.m. Mor- this morning, I opened the doors and I got home and I just crashed. And I was actually slept through part of this podcast. So <laughs> I managed to wake up and <laughs> catch it in time where I didn't upset Amy nice. and Dylan so much. But no, you'll hear, uh, you'll hear uh, more from, more from this conference in, uh, I'd say the coming weeks. I got a ton of GoPro footage so I can update myself on some of the talks and, and stuff like that. So. You know, that reminds me, can we give a shout out to everybody who came to the conference who has a center that they're opening right now that's, you know, within months of opening or they're mid-construction and they're here. I said, what are you doing here? How are you here mid-construction? And it's that important for them to be here, yet you've got to go right back. You don't get downtime to recharge. Mm -hmm. You're right back into running your business or building your business. That's a crazy effing thing. So shout out to you guys. Who are in the midst of that? Yeah, they ain't easy being and, sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sleazy, Lance, I I want to give a shout out to to us just because uh, a compliment that I got a lot from us, aside from being earnest, which is a really powerful one for me, is that we get here weekly and we all run our own businesses. We're all doing our own things. Life happens. Yeah, I mean, not only do we run our flow centers, we have personal lives and there's drama. There's thing, there are things that are going on and. Um, in, in my life, there's, there's medical stuff that has gone on with family yet. We consistently get here every Tuesday night. We put our podcast out Thursdays and, uh, that ain't easy. That ain't easy being sleazy. And I just <laughs> want to thank you guys for that consistency, which I think sometimes I take for granted. The fact that you guys are willing to show up here every single week. Most people wouldn't do that. Wouldn't have that ability or would have tapped out a long time ago. Um, so thank, thank you too. And, um, Thanks for being part of this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my, Can- my Canadian side of me wants to say sorry, but I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> oh, I think that was my favorite favorite moment of the float conferences. Uh, we we got away for a, a brunch after the conference. Uh, a waitress like bonks into you and goes, says, "Sorry." Clearly, she walked into you, and you turned around. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> So damn sweet, Lance. Sorry for having an arm. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Hey, Lance, also, for the record, how old are you? Uh, I am 26 years old. (laughs) Thank you. Just just to clarify that picture for everybody who pictures them. And maybe we should start to put up more pictures of ourselves because I think there was a lot of confusion of what we look like, which is really funny. (laughs) You just get that voice. I had to point out Lance a few times. I see see Lance over there. Really? Which one? The, the blue T-shirt? That blue T-shirt? Yeah, that's Lance. That's Lance. You can go say hi. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> I love awesome. It. 
Yeah, I love it. There were so many people Where's I met mine? last year that didn't recognize me because I didn't have the hair. Yeah, I was going to say you need to wear a wig next year. <laughs> ah, there you go. I've heard yeah, it too. I was like, that's Dylan. Holy, holy dang. Like, he, he doesn't what have any hair. Damn. Life like, is yeah, hard he's him. slowly, slowly, I'm rubbing off on him. He's trying to get my hair cut, <laughs> but he wants to take it easy. Next year, shaved head. Or is it shaved? I don't know. Uh, hair, though. Uh, let's see. The standard stuff. Uh, um, we're on Facebook, Art of the Float. If you want to join us on Facebook, we'd like to um, post videos up there, uh, comments and, and such. Of course, to let you know when the, the podcast comes out as well if you're not subscribed. Um, I think we'll, we'll do uh, some Facebook live videos here talking about the flow conference as well. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're, we're pretty active on there. Certainly Lance is extremely active on Instagram at art of the float. And like we spoke about before, we love hearing from you guys. We really want to, and I want to make that more of a priority for, for the next, uh, what do you call it? Conference year. Uh, to hear more from you guys and, and more interaction, which includes more guest hosts, which, oh gosh, all right, peel, peeling the curtain back, sorry to draw this out too far, but um, uh, while we have a more a less structured episode, just uh, more guests, we want to have more experts, more people from inside the industry, uh, people leading the industry on the show, and um, more people who are just in the, uh, the heat of it, uh, just building their centers and within the opening days of running their center, that kind of thing. I want to get those people on the show to uh, spread the love. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Lance? Well, let's get them when they're the most stressed, the deepest in yeah. workload, and get them on the show. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's watch a nervous breakdown live on Art of the Float. Yeah, podcast. it'll be amazing how inspiring that it will be for other people, though, because I've had breakdowns, and that's inspired people that I'm yeah. mentally taking it to the ends. <laughs> I'm sure there are countless others. Right. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah, it makes me want to talk about some more stuff. That I, the relationship stuff, that came up a lot with Sandra and I of people people starting, and they're, they're worried about their relationship going in, which is wise to be concerned about that before going into to business together. And um, that, that broke Sandra and I down to some really brutal places. And so uh, we, we can talk more about that stuff as well uh, in yeah. future podcasts. But, uh, there will be anywho, more, I promise. There will be more <laughs> Art of the Float podcast, baby. Uh, let's see here. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for being part of it. And to those of you who weren't at the float conference, uh, we're going to bring the conference to you as best we can over the next few episodes here. So we're going to bring you more. We are so tired right now. I'm sorry. We didn't have a fully structured episode (laughs) for you. We are all wiped. Amy is still in Portland. Lance just got in there and went to sleep or no, he got in, went to work and and went to sleep. And I've been, uh, ah, gosh, I can never complain because you guys work harder than me. All right. Thanks everybody. Just remember, there's an infinite, infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So take, take some time for yourselves. We'll, we'll see you next week.